check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast on wearecavan.com. I'm Damien Donoghue and I'm joined by Michael Hannan, the columnist with the Anglo-Celt, probably the best columnist in the world, and uh, of course the sports editor of the Anglo-Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick, probably the best sports editor in Cavan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, on today's show we're going to be discussing Cavan Seniors, the opening two games, um, especially the Derry game, but where it leaves Cavan and, and are they progressing. We'll be taking a look ahead to St. Patrick's College's uh, McCrory Cup quarter final this Sunday. Um, they're taking on the favourite St. Pat's Academy of Dungannon and we'll also be looking back over um, Breffney College's under 16's they won the Arthur's Cup semi-final so they're through to the Ulster Vocational Schools final um, in the coming weeks so Michael Hannon will be filling us in on, on how they got on um, I suppose best to start off with the, the disappointment of the Derry game Michael you were sitting quite close to me uh, I hope you didn't get the splash of the shouting that was going on from <laughs> from my end no, it's all right. I'm, I tend not to listen to you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you and a lot of other people. What did you think, anyway? Uh, look, it was very disappointing because um, they put in a real performance, especially in the second half. They, well, they put in a poor opening 20 minutes, real wasteful 20 minutes, but I felt sorry for them now because, you know, if they had got anything from that game at all, even if they had got a draw, it would have mean that they still were in with a shout of promotion because realistically now what they need is Tyrone or Derry to slip up twice um, and if they had even drawn that match it would have meant on a head-to-head with Derry they, they they probably if it came down to that at the end of the season might have come down to scoring difference and you'd only be looking at Derry slipping up once somewhere but um, yeah so just the, the very fact that they didn't get a point out of it will you know it, it's left them in a precarious position now because if they don't w- beat me they're they're looking at relegation which is you know i think they're far too strong to even be thinking that way but uh you know you, you sometimes have to, the frame of yeah. mind can change by the circumstances you're thrown into yeah momentum like it you win a couple of games and you know suddenly everyone's optimistic and training is is good but if you lose another game even if you you often see a good team getting pulled down into a relegation battle even if it's in the Premier League or something like that you know um, and you'd hate for that to happen here because if you ask me about the progression of the team I would have said that there was a bit of a stagnation with them over the last 18 months but now certainly since the start of this year I can see that the the graph is going upward again you know in terms of the uh, performances uh, they're just doing a lot of little things right and um, they just seem to you know they've gone back to basics in some regard with the way they've set up but they're, they're doing little things right all around the pitch they just haven't just haven't got a win yet you know yeah it'll be disappointing I suppose obviously the results are disappointing but at the start of the league going into it regardless of, of what happened in McKenna Cup you were you were always I think Cavan supporters Paul in general were saying listen if we survive in Division 2 that's good enough this year because it's such a tough Division 2 but Probably after after the opening two games now, we'd be disappointed that we're not in the push for promotion. 
Yeah, I suppose Division 2 is stronger than it was last year, as you, you wrote that, Mickey. Um, the, the two teams that came down were, are stronger than the teams that went up. Derry and Tyrone are stronger, I would say, than, than down in Roscommon, which which strengthened the division. If Manor coming into it gives an, an extra Ulster derby, which nobody wants as well. So it, it, leaves, it, it leaves it definitely a stronger-looking division than it was last year. Last year was... As Division 2's goal last year was pretty weak, like it, me, they're wishy-washy enough, and we only had really to beat them sort of by seven or eight points to be in the, right in the mix on the last day. Cavan were three points up with with 12 minutes to go in that game. And, and that actually, at that moment, was enough for promotion yeah. because of other results. It's the way it was going. It's amazing. It's one foot in Division 1, and here we are now possibly starting next year in Division 3. Uh, it all, <coughs> excuse me. It all goes back to what Mickey said about about motivation. I suppose if 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 the heads drop now after after the two games, you're going to struggle. And I think we saw that before around 2013 when Cavan um, lost that national league final. I always go back to that night they lost that national league final at Crow Park. I felt that that losing that final on the back of losing the McKenna Cup final um, sort of sort of dimmed the motivation a little bit. It was just a sickener because it meant so much to us coming that night. And when you're playing a system based on such a high work rate, you, you need the motivation to be absolutely sky high. And if it if it drops at all, you're you're in trouble because it's not like having are relying on sort of individual brilliance to get them through games. They're really relying on eking out every every score they can get with their with their system of play. Um, yeah, I think it's I think the the only plus side is if we're going to stay up, we haven't played any of the teams yet who are going to be in the in the relegation dogfight when it when it reveals itself. So with head to heads coming in before score difference, that's a plus. Like whatever games we're gonna win, if we win we could win two games and if everyone keeps beating everyone and if we happen to beat the team that's that's second from bottom in the head to head, the four points could keep us up. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be that type of division. I think everyone's gonna beat everyone. That said, um eight points might get you in the shake up, but it looks like like Tyrone and Derry are that bit ahead of everyone else. Yeah, although Galway put in a good performance, I think against um, Tyrone at the weekend, they had, I think, two players sent off, or like a, a black followed by a yellow, and then I think two yellows. So um, Galway, by all accounts, if somebody's going to be Derry, I guess at this point, it's Galway could do us the favour on that one, and then Tyrone could be Derry as well. You know, so you're 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 possibly hoping for that Cavan to beat Galway on the last day of the league. Having Galway beaten Derry earlier on, yeah, well, I think. Sorry, Mickey. I think Cavan or Derry are probably more of an unknown quantity than Tyrone. Like, if one of them's going to slip up, it's probably going to be Derry because you know that Tyrone are past masters of dogging out. Um, yeah. Like la- they came down last year, but I think last year they only lost something like three games. Could have been in the league. Tyrone drew, drew three, three games. matches last yeah. year. Yeah, they won one, I think, and drew three. They got relegated with five points out of Division One. Yeah, that's but right. They only had that's what four. So they only lost three of the matches. So like, so re- legit, they're legitimately probably a top six team. Yeah, on league and I mean, championship form. You, those three, like, there's no, if you draw a game, there's nothing. We saw at the weekend. There's nothing between losing a game by a point and drawing a game, or yeah. winning a game by a point. Like they c- could quite easily have, you know, ended up with six. Uh, no, another three, eight points, and they would have yes. been in, and they would have been in a in a. Yeah, it wasn't as if they were uncompetitive in Division no, One. No. They were extremely competitive. Yeah. So it's it, look at it, even though, and it might sound terrible, but it's not a bad start to the National League. Even though we've lost two games, performance-wise, just analysing the performance, the the actual level of effort is good. We're competitive, but maybe we're going to take just a very very quick commercial break. One ad, and we'll be back and we'll discuss maybe where things are going wrong in those little moments in the game. Mm-hmm. 
Do you need insurance for your business? Why not contact the experts at BBI Ireland and join the winning team situated at Town Hall Street, Cavan. For all your property, farm and business needs, make BBI Ireland your first choice. Log on to bbiireland.ie or contact Anthony Ford or Desi Smith in Cavan on 049 433 1038. So welcome back to the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast on We Are Cavan. Um, looking at it, Michael, everybody knows you analyse things quite in depth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where where are you going wrong? Me, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, where is it going wrong? Uh, very little's going wrong, to be honest. <laughs> How long have we got here? <laughs> <laughs> Cut to another commercial break. No, <laughs> no very little is going wrong. Like if you look at the way the team played in the in the dairy match, um, like the, the the first twenty minutes was where where it went wrong for them, right? They they, they tried to set up the way they set up against Tyrone. Uh, you know, I mean, in the throwing game, they more or less played with their half back, their half forward line behind their half back line, and they were trying to counter attack from deep, turn them over. They they, they gave up the ghost on, in terms of winning the ball up the field. It was nearly let's just win the ball inside our our forty five. We'll turn the ball over here and we'll we'll counter attack, right? So they they really went with a strong safety first approach, and I think they were spooked by the Derry game in the McKenna Cup when Derry ran tr- ran through them with so much ease. So they had men back against Derry. Derry still ran through them with very ease, and they more or less. We said let's go back to the drawing board here. We have this can't be going on here. We can't have a team kicking one sixteen or one seventeen against us. And Derry could have had more goals that day. So they they went out to play Tron, knowing that Tron, you know, plays somewhat similar to Derry. And they they really had the blueprint set up. But it's it's taken them a while to readjust to how they want to attack. Uh so playing this way is causing them problems going forward. But uh, you know they've played some. They've played a bit like this before in 2013, but uh, uh, back then I think they relied over. They were over reliant on Kean Mackey to produce some sort of individual brilliance in the transition from the ball to the back to the front. And what what it, I what encourages me now looking at them is there. There's not that reliance on him. They're, they're not looking for him to provide that spark of magic going forward. So I I think they're in a healthier position than they were in 2013 when they went in that run. And I, I'm not like you know. Paul spoke about motivation could drop if they lose a few matches. I think in 2014 when they lost the Roscommon game in the, in the uh, league final that there was a sort of realisation even among the players themselves that they kind of knew that they weren't really going to go much further if they kept doing what they were doing. You know, they, they were hitting this brick wall. I don't see that there now. I see that there is. They're kind of thinking, we haven't got the most out of ourselves now. I just get a different sense from watching them play. I think there there's room for improvement while there wasn't room for improvement back in 2014 the way they were moving. So I, I don't fear that motiva- motivation is going to drop. It's just about whether they can get these little things right. So, for example, their transition game. Like, they need to get people supporting that ball. They need to get guys running hard. Too often in, in some of the matches, and it happened in the, in, in, um, in the throne match, guys weren't running hard without the ball. They were waiting to get the ball before they'd move. You know, they're standing right, waiting for the pass to get the ball, and then they'd look to explode forward. Against Derry, you could see that guys were doing that. They were trying to run hard without the ball, but the ball wasn't being given to them. And at half-time, that, that looked like it was rectified. In the second half, maybe it was a consequence of the, of the wind but it, playing against the breeze, but in the second half, like, Keane Mackey went and he was running hard. There was someone tagging with him. If there was two people on him, he still got the ball. And but on, can I just jump in on that point? Because on Saturday night, Key and Mackey for me was still making those runs, but on a number of occasions, because Kieran Mullen was tight to him, 
or relatively tight they weren't giving him the yeah. ball I, I'd back Mackie give it to Mackie because yeah. like, if Mackie's going full tilt he, he, like if, even if Mullen's tight with him he, you know he, it's going to be do exceptional well to take the ball off him because he's such good control Mackie can stop on a dime but what you, what you, you're, what you need is like if Cavan are going to play the way they're going to set up defensively they, they're asking 5, 6, 7 players when they go to attack to distract 12 or 13 defenders if they're playing against a mass defence themselves so you need someone like Mackie to making that hard run, moving at speed before he gets the ball, getting the ball, and nearly two or three guys trying to converge in on him. He, they, they need to do that, and then the ball move again onto someone else. Like even look at Michael Argy's goal. Like when he was coming through, there were three guys closing in on him, and you know he, he got the ball or whatever. But like it just it, it, it was causing pa- you know panic in, in the dairy defence when when the hard runs were being made. And like Grove McKiernan, especially like he has, the, he will probably be quicker than anyone he's marking at midfield. So he has that ability to get separation from from his marker. So if he gets away and he's tearing through, and even if there's a guy sprinting after him as hard as he can, and he, you, you know, he, he, I'd still back McKiernan to get the ball, give it to him. If he, once he's once he's in fifth gear, give it to him and, and, and let him draw other people in. Because if they're going to play that way, they're, they're, if they're going to set up defensively, they're going to need guys running hard before they get the ball to, to draw more than one man t- towards them and in order to encourage the runs to continue to happen you must give the ball yeah you won't keep making those runs unless you get it you need to be rewarded like, and that was more or less the theme of what I was saying in this week's Celt like, the movement has got to be rewarded like. yeah it's it's it's, uh, it's an excellent article actually in the Celt and I think it's something that possibly Cavan players both at club and at county level could could read a lot into because it, it has to be rewarded the whole idea of the way Gaelic football is changing for me is that there always will be numbers back. Players are gravitating towards the defensive side when they don't have the ball. But in order then to transition into attack, you have to be willing to run and run at, at speed. And players will be r- willing to do that run if they think they're going to get the ball. But if they're not going to get the ball, they won't be willing to do the run. Mm. So it's a catch-22, I suppose. To build on that for, from, from Mackey, that's a, you can't expect to get the ball every time he moves, but he still has to be getting it when he goes, uh, you know, a high portion. But like the important thing is, if he gets it enough times, people are going to keep tracking him. So if he makes that run then, and he drags three, three people with him and he doesn't get the ball, well, you know, the, the guy coming behind him could have, he could have left a vacuum for the guy coming behind him. So that, that would be the next stage, right? Once they get the players moving hard and getting the ball often enough, teams will kind of start imploding inwards and then you see other guys. So Martin Riley, for example, there were a few times he could have released the ball and he didn't. If he gets to the point where he does release it and those guys are making those runs, you'll see that He'll, he'll fi- quickly find as the games wear on and, and the team begins to get better at that that the ball will be coming back to him in space and he'll be, he'll be able to take shots maybe 10 yards further than he has been taking them in, in little pockets that are opening up for him. Yeah, it was, it was a little bit strange I thought Saturday night looking at Martin Riley because I wouldn't consider him to be a selfish player but I do think that he possibly took too much out of the ball on Saturday night gone by. Now whether that was him being told to carry it to get it within a kicking distance or something like that I don't know but there was a few opportunities that you'd have expected him just to lay off a simple ball and, and he didn't take that option it, that could just simply be the philosophy the, the, the safety first approach oh that's too high risk there's someone with him but if there's someone with you and you're running towards the goals, it's a hell of a lot different from having someone with you as you're running away from the goals. Yeah. So, like, I, I'd always look at that. Like, if a forward is running out from full forward and there's a defender right up his backside, then, you know, that's not the ball to pass. But if there's a forward running towards the goals and there's a defender right up him still chasing him, it's, it's a bit different because the, the defender has lost sight of the ball, so he doesn't know when it gets released. 
he's just got his head down he's trying to chase chase the guy running two goals and that's the kind of situation that Cavan needs to create more often and be willing to release the ball when they see it happening yeah and even the ball that you play to a defend to a forward that's run out towards you the the momentum of the ball and the momentum of him mean that there's a lot of speed on that ball whereas if you're playing a ball in the same direction as a man running it's an easier ball to take so mm. it's it's the type of ball that a man coming off the shoulder at speed should nearly always be given if he has half a yard of space yeah but I suppose that's the problem solved there so uh, take <laughs> take notes no problem to add something I think <laughs> well, I do actually Mickey <laughs> No, what, what I wanted to say, Damien. <laughs> Go for um, it. No, I, I think that I think that um, actually we'll take a break. <laughs> 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 Celtic Warrior, crafted pale ale from the Highland Brewing Company, born of the land in the hills of Breffney. Our beer is crafted with our Celtic legacy in mind. Find us on Facebook. Enjoy Celtic Warrior responsibly and visit drinkaware.ie. <laughs> I think that most people would agree that this is the best Cavan team in, in, a, in a good few years. That there is a lot of doom and gloom around about this Cavan team, but I think most people agree, or even when they really look into their heart, as much as they want to give out, if you really look at it and say, well, look, at, it's, it's better to be losing really tight games to Tyrone and Derry and, and knowing that you probably could have won one or two of them than losing at home to Longford and things like that, which we were doing a few or years ago. Waterford or Waterford and <laughs> all those teams. Yeah. But uh, what, what I really think, so if we know, if we want to look where the team is going, we have to know where they've been and where they, where they um, are at the present. And I think they're on the verge of being a very good team, but I honestly feel that, that all they're missing is a bit of belief. And I know that sounds like bullshit. What's belief? It's an intangible thing. But if, if you define belief as in football, that, that you, when the really... the 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 what's the phrase I'm looking for when it's in the melting pot that you really have the the courage of your convictions to grab it and go for it mm. that's what Cavan haven't learned how to do yet Damien in I, the la, in a, if you take out the London game last year Cavan have now lost seven of their last eight matches in league and championship and I went through the stats the last day they were in a, they were in a position to win every one of those games the only game really was the Roscommon game last year and even at that they got a goal after thirty seconds they were a point down at half time. Second half, fair enough, they, they collapsed. But Roscommon were never more than, than five points ahead until they got a goal at the very end and won by seven. That was the only game where there was a bit of daylight between the teams. The, the, the um, I'm talking about this run started with the down game last year. The game was level with ten minutes to go. They got a goal. The Kildare game, we were a point up at half time. Shut one. We were we were a point down ten minutes to go. We beat Westmead. The Mead game, we all know, twelve nine up with twelve minutes to go, letting five points in a row. Yeah. Modern game, four points up with thirteen minutes to go, lost by a point. Okay, there was a game. Tyrone, there was only two points in it. Twenty point in it actually with about fifteen minutes to go. Oh, in fact, it was level. It was six all. They were level at six, and they were level at seven. And then Tyrone went went ten seven, and Cavan got a point back. And the Derry game, when the goal went down, we hit the front. It was only 15 minutes left. So Cavan were in a winning position every time. For some reason, they didn't kick on and win it. Not just once, not just twice. You're talking six, seven times that the team hasn't hasn't kicked on. It's it's not a physical thing, I don't think. I think they're fit enough. So the question is, what yeah. is it? If it's belief, you only get belief from winning tight games. You only win tight games when you have that bit of belief. So it's a vicious circle. And sometimes it takes a little bit of luck to get yeah. that one win. Every good team gets a break. I think Cavan are overdue a break. Probably have had a couple of dodgy refereeing decisions and things like that. But if they can get a break... And just keep at it, like they just have to keep at it now at this stage, and the supporters have to keep the faith as well. Because as Mickey says, they're very close, 
but the tide will turn for them I'm sure as long as they just really keep faith with it and stick at it for another while Just a very quick question and we'll finish up on this one um, Michael this is the first podcast we've had you this year looking at the Cavan panel would you would you say it's a stronger panel than oh, we've had in the yeah, last few yeah, years without a shadow of a doubt yeah yeah. attacking well, options are, are yeah uh, look here, here's the thing like Keaton's come back in Johnson's there and so is Givney right so straight off we know those three have quality but like you know they're going to need be, need given time to get back up to the level that we know they can reach so like even if you look at okay Givney went out in the McKenna Cup and the Armagh game didn't go with plan he only played five minutes or, or whatever it was Um but every game he's played, he's beginning to find his feet. And even the last day, you can just see that it's... Like, the nature of Givney is, when he goes out, he'll do some brilliant stuff. And he'll probably do some, some stuff that's off the mark anyway. But you can just see, I think, in terms of the last day, even, he was, his movement was a bit better. Everything seems to just... And you have to kind of trust in that process that, you know, there, there is... A ri- this is what I, what I mean when I say there's room for improvement. Like, uh, Paul was talking about belief. So I, I don't think the belief is a, is a factor with the group at the moment. I wouldn't like if I was there. I, I, that wouldn't be. I wouldn't be thinking about the matches last year because it's not the same group at all. It's not the same panel. They and I'd say themselves deep down they know they've better options. When they're looking at the bench, they can see, you know, got well. Look, look at what we have to get on here. You know, it's mm. it's just stronger in in so many different positions. Is it the strongest panel they could probably have? No. Like if James McEnroe was there, he he definitely be an addition as well but there's probably I don't know not too many lads that they're, that they're missing that could make the panel stronger yeah, at this stage most of them are there but go back to something you said Mickey about the, the Derry game where you talked about the first 20 minutes and then Cavan sort of changed their strategy I, I thought the game turned when, when Monaghan or when Derry okay. missed the penalty it came straight up the field the, that was a, that was the first point in the game where the crowd erupted the Cavan sport went nuts when the penalty was saved and Cavan rode that sword to come up the field in the space three of two, in a row. They scored three points. They got a point from that yeah. move. They won the kick out, got a point. Which, right. And Mossy Core got a point, which could have been a goal. Right. I think that's another example of Cavan uh, are just a confidence team. It's the belief team again. They, they put they played more football in two minutes on the back of saving a penalty. The crowd erupted and a little bit of momentum. They played more football in two minutes than they played in 25 minutes. I don't think it was a thing where someone in management said, we're making a change here. And that's what brought about that change yeah, before I, the break. I, I don't think it's the whole team. I think there's one player there that can pl- plays when he plays he reigns supreme and maybe he, and he plays in, in fits and starts as opposed to like I think when Garo McKernan clicks yeah. like click. he played for three minutes in that first half and Cavan well, he played for more than three minutes but you know there were three minutes where he just really just dominated for completely for three minutes Cavan got three points in about two minutes two of those three minutes so yeah. and it, 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 uh, is he a streaky player like will he ever go out and play like he like when he when he makes those runs, like he you know anybody would be he's making hundred meter sprints. Anybody would be need need a bit of time to recover. Maybe that's just the nature of the way he plays, you know. But I I don't think it that's the whole team has suddenly have got confidence. I think it's just one player suddenly goes right. I'm going to move my game from an eight to a ten. He plays there for a few minutes and then he comes back down to an eight. Like so, yeah, what, what Calvin need is somebody to fill the gaps between the. The, the moments of brilliance that Garoud is producing or need maybe a team to come in and fill those gaps I had this this debate about golf with someone recently and my theory on McElroy in the golf is that um, he plays his best golf when he leads out to, out the gate on a, on a Thursday uh, or when when he is already blown up on Saturday and Sunday uh, or and Friday and Saturday and there's nothing to play for mm-hmm. 
and my friends were arguing this with me. In fact, we were talking about it on WhatsApp this morning. I went on the PGA website and got up the stats, and his scoring average last year was he was 14th in terms of best scoring on, on tours this. He was 14th again on Sundays. He went to 58th and 187th on uh, Saturdays, uh, Fridays and Saturdays. So you're talking about a streaky player there. That's just the way he plays. He's still won 19 um, tournaments on tour since he's, since he's coming on, which is the best run of anyone in that period of time. So look, he's a streaky player. He's not going to change. That's just his game. He's streaky, and that's it. And it, you could, that could be just it with Garage. It's mm. funny. I was, uh, yeah. When you talk about it, and we'll move on to the St. Pat's McRory team after this. But there, there are certain players who, if you're doing hard runs uh, in a training session, and there are certain players who, if they start at the front, will all the time lead all the way to the end. But if you ask them to start at the back and go past people, they can't do it. There are certain players that, if they start at the back. They'll, ha- they'll go faster because they're so determined to get by players all the time. So it's different personalities and it's different traits. And it's about, I suppose, Calvin finding the balance of making sure that when Garoud or Key and Mackey or, or whoever else, Martin Riley mightn't be having a good 10 minute spell, that, that David Givney, Eugene Keaton, whoever the case may be, jumps into the mantra and we have enough to sustain us over the 70 minutes rather than 5, 10 minutes of. of Great performance, and then we dip again. Before before we got to Smicky, and the same thing, Damien, I just want to add to this so you can answer it. What do you think is the reason that they've lost, out of eight matches, they've lost seven of them basically in the last 15 minutes? I think we can agree it's not a physical thing. They they don't look unfit. They look to have done the work. It has to be a mental thing. Well, I wouldn't be comparing this year's and last year's. Like, like, if you go through the teams, there's probably been wholesale changes. Even like, if you go to the league matches, who d- did who was the goalkeeper for most of last year's league? League, it was uh, Gilson. Conor Gilson. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, I, I think th- like this four. You remember the goalkeeper? Four of the games you've had the same keeper now. So I mean, that's half the games you've had Gallagher in because he played the two championship games that they lost last year. Yeah, he's played these two. Garage played all the games. You're missing Rory. Martin Riley. You're missing Rory. Martin Riley played Murray. all the games. Damien O'Reilly now you played all the games last year like, a, you're right, the personnel is flux but it's still there's still enough there I think that you can make a trend out of it the only like how many have actually come in Keating and Giveney are the only two new faces that's on the starting team now this year I'd say 10 players started all those games uh, Conor Miner. Conor Miner is into the starting team yeah but I'd still say about 10 players Karen started, Brady. started all those games no, he started the two championship games last year yeah well yeah don't know. Sorry, I, think, I, think, I think there's enough changes there to answer the question. The there is like Rory done at full back, but the trend is still there. And if they do it again next time, that's yeah, a but my point changes. would be statistically irrelevant because you're not comparing. You know, uh, at the end, if you if you compared all the last year's league campaign with maybe, like, let's wait till this league campaign is over before we try to draw a conclusion. Yeah, but you're talking about a, you're talking about a team with at least at least half of them will say then. At least half of that team has played all those games and at the same management. A lot of these games are in the same venue. Like seven of those games are at home. You can't just draw a line on there and go, "No, sorry, that was last year." That's Groge McCarron of 2015. We're home with Groge McCarron of 2016. Well, but even Groge McCarron of 2015 was coming back off the back of a cruciate knee injury from 14. So, and it is commonly said that well, he it was takes he, a full year. Yeah. Well, no, he had that in 13, hadn't yeah. he? Yeah, this is last year. Last year was the second, second year. year back. Was it? Well, it takes a year of being back from it. Probably. Okay, I let it that out later. Yeah. On. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Mac, Mackie, Garage, yeah. um, McVitie, 
A lot of these fellas are the same fellas. Well, no, well, Mackie's not the same fella this year than he was last year. Like, and this is the argument I would have. Mackie in 2014 wasn't the same as Mackie in 2013. You're looking at two completely different players. Yeah, well, 2015 was last year. Yeah, and but 2015, he, he was a little bit better than 2014, but he wasn't the Mackie that he's going to be this year, looking at the way he's beginning to move this year already. Mm, yeah, but they're still, they're still losing these games in the last 10 minutes. Yeah, well, well it, is it fitness? I highly doubt it. No, it's, it's not like, you know... Um, I I I I would be reluctant to read too much into it just yet, Paul. I, you know, it's if it, if at the end of this season you can say, look, you go to the league campaign and say they lost, like they didn't lose this year's throne, this throne match didn't lose that the last ten minutes, like they were losing that the whole way through, right? Oh, they yeah, well, the got back level in the second, second half, half. But they were outscored in the last ten minutes. Tyrone got three in a row. Do you remember? Yeah, Tyrone went from seven all to ten seven, then Cavan got a point. Yeah, like I mean, look, look at the Derry match. Did they lose it in the last ten, or did they? they lose it in the first half, as they, people they, are suggesting. They, they still lost that game in the first half, and what way you want to look at it? They've done exceptionally well to be leading the match, considering they were playing against the breeze, and they conceded a goal at the start of the second half. But I'm talking about if you freeze time with ten minutes to go, the game's in the metal pot. Cavan invariably don't win it, and that's what the stats show. Going back over a year now well, in big games. Well, I, I, to answer the question, I would say they were they weren't strong enough up front last year. So they couldn't score and they didn't have the. the this year, you think the other lads aren't up to speed yet? Maybe. I think th- I think they will. I think if you f- if you look at the, 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 I'm not saying if they win the first round, they end up playing Tron in the semi final. You know that, that that'll happen. All I'm saying is if you look at the the, the process or the journey that they're on, I think they're, they're moving in the right direction. There's room for improvement, and they know it. While other years they weren't really moving in any direction, and they didn't have any room for improvement doing what they were doing. It was also interesting as well. To back up what you're saying, Mickey, when Terry Highland asked after the Tyrone game, he said one of the first things he said was, "Well, we might get Tyrone further on down the line," which I haven't heard him speaking like that before. Like, so he obviously had he wasn't too disheartened he lost, but he was probably thinking he saw enough to think well he wouldn't be afraid of playing them again. No, and no, no, really, like like Ulster, there's a real uh, sort of leveling coming in Ulster at this moment in time in terms of the standard. Like, there's um, like like. You know, any one of a number of teams could win. Cavan could, could if they beat Tr- meet Tyrone in, in semi-final Ulster this year, they could beat them. Like, really, like, and I wouldn't have said that last year if they'd met them anywhere. Like, Dunny, who bought Tyrone last year? Donegal was it in yeah, the first, first round. round? Yeah, like, uh, you know, you were kind of hoping every, every year, other year, even any year for the last few years, you're looking at Ulster, kind of going, God, yeah, if they put, you know, if somebody put Donegal out and Cavan got to Ulster final, maybe they could win it. Or if someone put um, Tyrone out and Cavan got to Ulster final, maybe they could win it. But you know, you'd nearly relish the game against Monaghan because you feel you could win it anyway. But you wouldn't necessarily relish the game against Tyrone or, or, or Donegal. But like that's to me has changed in the last twelve months, and I, that's I I think they believe in what they're doing, you know. And like I I think it's nearly the opposite of what you were saying about a lack of belief. I think there's a strong belief there now, it's because y- and you, you can see that it's like they 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 have you need clarity. Absolute clarity if you're going anywhere, and I think the team has clarity with with what they're playing. With, you know, even the adjust, adjust, adjustments that they're making on the field, um, you know, from the first half to the second half, the last day against Derry, it just showed that there is clarity there, that they could see the mistakes they're making, that the corrections came, um, 
Mm. You know, there's uh, definite improvement. I don't think there's any doubt there's improvement. Up to scratch them in. three games of football in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's and yeah. and that wasn't county football. I so don't think anyone's in any doubt. If you look at Groves, McKernan, Killian Clark, Martin Riley, Kia Mackey, Darmy Feedy, like I think they're they're top players. Like mm. there's a spine of top players there. Ferrari Dunn was fit as well. Kieran Brady. Like just there was a very strong Michael Ard, you and Killian Clark both on the Sigerson team for UUJ in the semi final yeah. again. So, you know, there, there's the Cavan players are, I think there's some on the DCU as well, is there? Or? I think there's only one, but that's not the new with Cavan. I think Cavan have, have done that over the last 10 years. But there's a lot of Sigerson medalists around Cavan, like yeah. that hasn't necessarily filtered through, especially when DCU were in the pump a few years ago. But it's still, I just think there is there's enough there's enough quality there, and I do think it's an improving thing. I think going forward is they're they're just trying to. I actually think last year was a horrible hindrance to Cavan's progression and development because they tried to discover a way of attacking because of the black debt label. They they felt pressured into this. Well, we have to go out and do the complete opposite, and they threw out everything that was positive about the previous two years. Good defending, being organised, and they just didn't bring it on to another level. And, and you know, just concentrate on right. We have our defensive thing right. Let's go and sort out the attack thing when we have the ball. Instead, they started to play with less no no sweepers. You know, maybe one sweeper at most. Try two thousand and fifteen, and it 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 ended up just. Resetting the clock altogether. We're Doomsday starting the scenario, scratch. conceding three sixteen in the championship well, match I, at home. I don't think it has reset the clock. I think if you go back through the years, right, two thousand thirteen, they they were playing defensively, but they were relying on Mackey's Mackey's sort of individual brilliance to tie the transition from the back to the front. And, and relying on Keating to win ball Keating, inside. Keating to win ball. Right, two thousand and fourteen, Mackey's injured, not up to speed. They're still playing defensively, but they're suddenly realizing that okay, we don't really know how to go from back to front and score against the team unless we get Mackey on the ball. All right to open open up open up opposition's defenses. Two thousand and fifteen. Ronan Flanagan was missing that year, who was a big part in thirteen of the transition. Of the transition, yeah. Two thousand and fifteen. They say, right, we we can't do what we've done. We better start attacking. So they start attacking. Right, Mackey's back playing. He's fitter than last year. Still not up to full speed in my view, but he he was back. But they've decided to kind of, you know, they're 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 not as cognizant about the back you know being careful about defending the numbers you know they're more a little more cavalier going forward they realise well that doesn't work either 2016 I think they're doing what they should have done in 2014 which was when they should have they should have realised we need to evolve the system we we need to stay strong at the back and get better at attacking with smaller numbers Mm. and that's the key for them now and I think when I look at them playing I think that realisation is hit and that's what they're going to do and at this stage, there's a wealth of experience there in the in the team with playing defensively. I think they're gonna the next game we're gonna, again gonna see. It doesn't take them much to get that strong to get themselves defensively strong. We're gonna see a very strong defensive cavern in in every game they play, and hopefully you'll see them better getting better at attacking without commi- over committing huge numbers. Which, if you look at what Donegal, that's what Donegal done really well. Donegal defended the numbers. A lot of teams defend the numbers, but Donegal, what they really mastered over every other team, was how to attack. How to get four, five people to to score against ten? 
oppositions. And the base of Donegal's attack brings us back to your column this week in the Celt, the hard running. Hard running. They, yeah. their, their cornerbacks, when they won the All-Ireland, their cornerbacks scored in every single game. At least one cornerback scored in every single game on the journey because he made the hard run from cornerback position right to corner forward and tapped the ball over the bar. So hopefully, hopefully Cavan's transition continues and, and continues to improve anyway. Um, we're going to take a very quick commercial break because that was the 15 minutes that we said we'd talk about Cavan football. It's run on to 34 minutes, but sure, who, who, who'd be surprised at that? Uh, when we come back after the break, we're going to be talking about the McGrory Cup quarter final and Breffney College's under 16 Ulster semi final. Romar Energy offer the best energy solutions for your home and business. We offer A-rated condensing boilers for gas and oil, solar thermal water heating systems and cost-effective systems for generating heat. So if you want us to help you cut your fuel bill by 50%, check out romarenergy.ie. Romar Energy, working towards a greener planet. (laughs) 